Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Destiny connections. That's what we are talking about in this month of February. Say, I am going somewhere. That is what we believe. God is taking us somewhere. We are on a journey to a glorious destiny. God promised us in Jeremiah 29 that he knows the plans that he has for us. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. To give us a future and hope. An expected end. That's another, that is what another translation says. And, and we, we, we believe this with all of our hearts that we are not going to just simply die where we are. Where we are, it's not everything that we can ever experience in our lives. But God is definitely taking us somewhere. And that place is called a glorious destiny. And on that journey, we are not going to be alone. We must not be alone. We must not travel that journey alone. We have got to be expectant because God has established or he has ordained that we travel this journey together with people that he is going to raise up uh, for us, people that he is going to connect us with, there are certain places where God is going to take us for connection um, so that we can meet the right people who are going to be our destiny connectors. Uh, people who are going to encourage us along the way, who are going to help us along the way, and so that we can also be a blessing in their lives, help them and encourage them as well. So last week we spoke about uh, progressive connections that these destiny connections, they must not just exist, but they must be healthy. They must be progressive. They must grow. If a relationship is not healthy, it is not going to be progressive. It is not going to grow. Amen. It is not going to get better and better. And this morning, let us talk about covenant connections. Covenant connections. A covenant is an agreement. Can two walk together lest they be agreed, right? Unless they are in an agreement. Amen. That is what a covenant is. Let's go to First Samuel chapter 18. We are going to read from verse number 1. First Samuel chapter 18. Are you not grateful for electronic Bibles? That when um, a preacher calls for an Old Testament book. Many of us, we used to be, yay, Kali page, watch, 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 watch. But now we click, you know, but we thank God. Amen. First Samuel chapter 18 from verse number one. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, this was David. When he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was neat to the soul of David. The soul of Jonathan was neat to the soul of David. This happens 
as David is speaking to Saul. They're in a conversation. Jonathan, who is Saul's son, is just sitting there observing. David is not talking to him. But their souls are knitted, the Bible says, or they connect with one another. And then the Bible continues to say, and Jonathan loved him as his, as, as his own soul. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Verse 2. Saul took him that day, David that is, and would not let him go home to his father's house. What is so special about this David? That he just comes from the middle of nowhere, taking care of sheep. And of course, we know that he kills a giant. Saul is just simply interested in him. And he asks, whose son is this? Calls him, talks to him. Saul's son, his heart gets connected with David, soul to soul. And he loves him. He begins to love him. As his own soul. Are we here? And the worst part of it, the Bible says, Saul does not even allow him to go back to his father's house. In other words, he says to him, stay here, don't go. We, we love you here. We want to see you here. Stay. There must be something special about this David. Then in verse 3, the Bible says, Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. First, their souls are connected. Two, Jonathan loves David. Three, they make a covenant. May God give you the grace give you the anointing, give you the gifts that you need to kill giants that are going to expose you to influential people. Verse 4, And Jonathan took off the rope that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword, and his bow and his belt. Verse 5. So David went out wherever Saul sent him. Take note. And behaved wisely. After God has opened a door for you. Connected you with great people. Please behave wisely. Ungapais and end up closing the doors that God has opened for you. Many of us, God exposes us to greatness. And because of our foolish behavior, we end up closing the doors that God has opened for us. We end up closing the doors that God has opened for us. So the Bible tells us that, yes, Saul loved David. Jonathan loved David. They enter into this covenant, but then the Bible tells us that then David went everywhere where Saul sent him and he behaved wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war 
and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servant. He was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of all Saul's servant. Let me say this maybe before Kikena Ditabe. When God has opened doors for you, connect you with great people, it is, only, it is not only your relationship with those great people that matters. It also matters how you relate with the rest of the people that you found there, that were there before you, even if you get promoted to be above them, behave wisely. Don't get in there and then all of a sudden you look down on them as if you were chosen because of anything special that you have done. It's simply favor. The Bible says, Saul sent him, set him over the men of war. But take note, he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of all of Saul's servants. That's why the Bible talks about finding favor with God and with men. Because God uses men to be a blessing in your life. Are we together, Bazalan? Now, Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Destiny connections are not superficial relationships. They are not relationships that are on the surface. But they are covenant connections that are very deep. They are deep relationships that do not only connect people, but they connect their souls. They are deep relationships that do not only connect people, but they connect their souls. Therefore, this is the reason why we cannot gamble, Bazalane, with the words we speak, or the things we do whenever we are establishing those relationships come in and just simply you met a person today and you are over-promising, you are saying things that I will die for you, <laughs> I will do anything for you when you don't even mean it because you are now giving an impression to that person that they can establish a covenant connection with you because of the words that you have said only to find that you did not mean them. That's why people today, they decided to get married to certain people and they connected or they developed relationships with because of what these people said to them and they believed them. They believed them. I will die for you. Now your pupa corn and this our figure mean and the pupe. The good pupe. Have you ever had a friend that when you were around them, you thought when you start a fight, they are going to stand up for you. And you went ahead, you started a fight. When you looked around, they are nowhere to be found. And so it's a little and therefore, we have got to be very, very careful and make sure 
that we say what we mean and we mean what we say. And on the flip side, do not rush to declare someone that you've just met to be your soulmate. My day one. Forever yena. Don't rush. Because you will declare a person to be your forever yena. And that is going to be short-lived. It's not even going to be three months, let alone forever. Your relationship has got to be tested. It has got to be something that is tried and tested and you know for sure that when you commit to it, you are not committing to something that is simply superficial, especially because of what that person wants to get from you. The reason for that is because covenant connections can, not even can, they will change your life forever. They will impact your life forever. And that's why you must take your time. Because sometimes they will even affect your life unknowingly. You don't even have to let them influence you. They will, by virtue of their existence, they will influence you. Not every relationship must be a covenant relationship. Take note, even marriage is a covenant relationship because it's a very deep kind of relationship. Remember we said the foundation of establishing relationships should be the principle that we establish or we choose our friends carefully. We must be very careful. We must be wise when we are choosing friends. We must be very wise when we are choosing friends. We must get to a point where we are just going to, you know, check certain things first. And so that we can be at peace. And, and, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about just relating in general, but I'm talking about when you want to build something serious with somebody, be it a, the kind of a, a friendship that you will say about this friend of yours, you will do anything for them. This is your bestie. This is your best friend. This is the kind of a friend that we know that if, you know, uh, Pastor T here is in trouble, we know who can we call. With that kind of a relationship or even in terms of marriage, we know that you are committing into this thing because you are looking at a bigger picture. Now we hear because it's going to definitely affect you. Take note that the Bible tells us that the soul of Jonathan and the soul of David became connected. They were knitted together. And not only that, they made a covenant. They were making a decision, in other words, that this is not just going to be a superficial relationship. It's going to be deep. We are not just going to connect generally but we are going to take it to the next level but I love it because the Bible says Jonathan loved the soul of David like he loved his own soul 
He loved David like his own soul. And, and, and that, Barcelona, for me, is, 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 is way too deep. It is, is way. In other words, Jonathan was deciding that I'm getting into this relationship not only for my own benefit, but I'm, I'm getting into this relationship to realize that whatever that is going to affect this man, it is also going to affect me. What is affecting his soul is going to affect my soul. But not only that, I'm going to relate with them to a point of protecting their soul because I know that by protecting their soul, I am protecting my soul. But take note, nobody can love like that or can relate like that unless they know the value of the soul. Because when it says, I love this person like I love my own soul, in other words, I am this kind of a person who is very much aware of the value of the soul and I will do whatever it takes to protect my soul, to preserve my soul, to make sure that it is not tainted. And that's how I'm going to love this next person. understand. So in other words, even when it comes to marriage, I, 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 we need to love like that. To say, I understand that when I speak hateful words towards this person, it's something that I wouldn't desire for my soul. And therefore, in the same way I am going to protect my soul, I am going to love them like that. Then they are safe with you. I go into Epshungu. Jenga Guba no Bjelano no Muntu Benobga no Muntu Onganandaba. Angang it Onganandaba now. It Onganandaba naye. Because here's how the Bible teaches us to love each other. Love your neighbor as you. In other words, you can tell how far or how deep a person will love you by how they love themselves. If they don't care about their soul, they take, they do anything, they do whatever, they say whatever, you must know you are in danger. That's why here the Bible draws a beautiful picture for us that we can learn from so that we can build meaningful relationships. Are we here? So in other words, when their souls were connected together, they connected emotionally, mentally, and also in terms of aspirations. Because once you connect with people in a deeper way, you will realize that whatever affects them will affect you. You begin to desire like them. What, whatever emotion they carry, it is going to rub off on you. And vice versa. Are we together, Bazalwan? Take note of this. That's why it's important to check how you connect with your friends or family. Because covenant relationships will influence your emotions, your thoughts, and your desires. That's why you can't just relate with people randomly for the sake of relating. relating. You need to check. Be sensitive enough. Be cautious about your soul. And if you do so, it is also going to help you to protect them as well. Because as you take care of your soul, so is their soul going to be taken care of or protected for that matter. Are we here, Bazalon? Yes. 
So don't just enter in blindly and not protect your soul and not care for you and not care about your soul because not only is it bad for you, but it is also bad for them because once your soul is affected or broken, it means you are also going to affect theirs. So it's not only about what I am going to benefit from it. Let me prove it to you. Proverbs 22 verse 24, which we read last week. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man do not go. Verse 25. Lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. If I am in a relationship with an emotionally unstable person, in other words, the Bible simply says here, your soul is in danger. Your soul has a snare that is going to just trap your soul anytime. Because anger is an emotion that happens in our soul. So even as we connect in relationships through our souls, especially if I connect with an unstable person, it is definitely going to affect me. Listen to how the message translation is putting it. It says, do not hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hot heads. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Bad temper, in other words, little by little, see for a And if you are around somebody who has got anger issues, it's going to affect you. You are going to be infected and you are going to become like them. There are people who are fine. Emotionally, that is. They carried themselves very well until they met a friend. Until they got married. How how they carried themselves, but out of nowhere, and you are shocked as to where does this come from. But then you realize that this is how they were treated. And they ended up catching their feelings. And they became like them. And when you, are, you think you are defending yourself from this person, but you don't realize that you are now becoming like them. The very same person that you thought they were bad, they are not good for you, all of a sudden you are also as bad as they are. So that's why when you are building relationships, you are connecting with people, you are finding this boyfriend that you've just met. Yes, they are wearing the best clothes, but be more interested in how their soul is than just their pocket. Because the relationship you are going to build is not with their pocket, it is with their soul. Am I making sense, Vazalan? That's why we need to change, as much as I disagree with the concept of Lobola, but we just need to change the way that we do it. Instead of rushing to charge a price, we must first meet the person. We must know the value of their souls before we know their bank balance. 
Because some of them, they have money to pay Lobola, but they, they don't value the souls of the people they are getting married to. Uzubone uguti into yeti twisted gangana no masizo keeper when a muntum niggas wenda butalanga punch. In other words, the family has not even met you, they have not engaged with you, but already they are discussing about their daughter and how much you need to and when you can afford, then afterwards they say angangenakumkonyan man. And Lesos Kati, it's too late. The the deal has been done. And when they what if they discover good yay? How do they know? How about we say before we let Ilobola and just let's just talk and find out where do you come from? What are the some what, what are some of the traumas you've gone through in life? Which stable couple or family do you know that you follow and you learn from? Who are your friends? We have another meeting next week. Bring two of your friends. Let's meet them. Because you will look like at least your first few friends. It will, it will give us an idea what kind of a person because the people you spend time with, they are going to influence you. Who do you hang out with? Which church do you attend? I mean, oh, what is it you've been hearing? What is it that you've been practicing? And, and I mean, let's, let's, ah, ah, before because he can Am I being unreasonable, Barcelona? Because these relationships are soul to soul. Soul to soul. Let us be more concerned about the condition of the soul. Listen to how God does this. God is so smart. Why born a lento? Because we were created by him. He knows how we are. He says this. When we get married, he says, for this reason, a man shall leave his family and cling to his wife and the two shall become one. But what do we do? We don't want to disconnect in order for us to reconnect properly. And God was not saying abandon your family, but God was saying break away from the influence. Because all of us, where we grew up, there's influence that comes with it. We think the way we think, we do the things we do because of where we grew up. There was some uncle who was influencing your philosophy about life. They were telling you what to do, when to wake up, and now you want to transfer that into your new family that you must start with a new person who did not grow up where you grew up. That's craziness. That poor woman, that, 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 that culture that you are trying to bring into her world is foreign to her. That's why God was saying disconnect so that you can reconnect properly and create an environment that is going to be conducive for the two of you. But Tina, we always want to bring... <coughs> 
Ustole ausasha tanga nongosika zwako ma so ushate naye ne influence ya labu yakho. Now to Kulman now Jesus no man aksuye lo Kulman. Uwesike makake wahamba wayovakasha makabuya Jesus no. Who's this one now? Because there's still that connection. <laughs> Are we here Bazalan? So we have got to learn how to draw limits and and really make sure we we know how to protect our souls from being influenced by wrong connections even the right connections for that matter if their influence is not good for your family you can have a good friend who mean well but only to find that your friendship with him is not good for your marriage and you need to know how to protect your marriage especially if your marriage is more important than your friends but so let me tell you The, the, this principle that i'm teaching this morning is so powerful in such a way that you can find yourself kuno muntu ophila naye phakathi kwakho ngasiwuwe okay yeah 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 sometimes you can meet people that even when you are away from them but basaphila phakathi kwakho through their influence that's why many of us you end up having two personalities aha uh-huh. That we met five years ago. Even though the relationship ended, but our souls are still tied. They are tied together like this. Mara and you deal on law through the lens of your ex magasho something ekukhumbuza into i ex ke yayisho so so ba defensive kanti yena beka mina something else oh so god is very wise he knows when relationships are not good for us and we are stitches many of us we are still even manipulated we think we are god hey bazalan i as sometimes and, and 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 here's what is frustrating god saves us ukuthi azosifunda isimpilo nevusi and all of a sudden siyahlanganyelwa kancane no manje sesibona ngathi sesincono kunomkhulunkulu but i think this is how i must do it that's why we fail dismally to handle relationships and it affects our lives forever god wanted to bless abraham he ordained a destiny for him a future for him a glorious destiny but what does he do He starts by saying Abraham come out of your family come out of your country and go to that place that I'm going to show you why God was saying the current connection is not good for where I'm taking you it's not that our families are bad ningizwe kahle it's not, I'm not suggesting that in any way 
But sometimes God is the one who knows better, who can tell. Now, you know what? This kind of influence is, not, is going to delay you or it is going to cause you not to get to where I am taking you. When Zanu Abraham is nice and ghostless, tattoo lot. In other words, he's saying to God, you are taking me out of my family. I'm taking my family with me. And God was like, you are not getting it. And look at how serious this thing is. Chapter 11, and Terah died. Chapter 12, and God said, Abraham, come out of your family. Chapter 11, and Terah died. Chapter 12, God said, who is Terah? Abraham's father. So Nkungulu was waiting. Ah, the connection is too deep. In this arrangement, and God waits. God waits. Terah dies, chapter 12, come out. Then he gets out and he says, and, and take note, take note, take note, take note. Sometimes God will bring you out so that he can deliver you, set you free, change your mindset so that you, later on you can come back in a healthy way to bring God's influence into your family. Because many of us, that's why then God wants to take you away and work on you so that you come back strong with his influence and his glory now, with his power and his anointing. Are we here? And I'm not saying it's every family that is not good. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying abandon your part. It is the connection that God is after. The connection that brings the kind of influence that is not good for your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. Amen. Let's move on. Covenant connections are soul ties that are meant to build and set us up for our destiny. Therefore, they must be godly. They must be healthy. Because if not, they will destroy our lives and sabotage our destinies. For a long time, we thought if a word soul tie is mentioned, it can only be in reference to bad relationships. But that's not necessarily the case. Anyway, deep connections, deep relationships are soul ties in any way. My soul is tied up to the soul of my wife. It's a soul tie anyway. We end up thinking like each other. Amen? We end up thinking like each other. We, we influence one another in one way or the other. But it's a good kind of a soul tie. And if this soul tie is good, it is going to be a blessing in our lives. It is going to help us get to our destinies. Are we here? Amen. However, if it's not good, then it is going to bring destruction. I read this article on the internet written by a lady called Emily Lawrence, who is a journalist and a certified health coach. She writes about soul ties, their meaning and signs, their signs and how to break one, especially if they are not good. And she writes the following. She says, have you ever met someone and instantly felt an intensely deep and emotional connection? She says, if so, it's possible you've experienced what some people believe is a soul tie connection. 
The phrase soul tie, she says, refers to a relationship that encompasses a deep, meaningful attachment between two people. This could include a romantic, friendly, or even familial connection. Then she says, experts note that healthy soul ties may have a positive impact on mental health and come with a certain level of support. While unhealthy soul ties can be harmful, creating issues such as codependency. Once you find yourself trapped in a toxic relationship and you find yourself saying, I can't live without him. That's when you are in a soul tie that is not good for you. Amen. So we have got to make sure that when we build these relationships, we build them in a meaningful way. They become healthy. We protect, we take care of our souls so that Nati, we are going to bring or contribute towards the health of our relationships. Don't just look for healthy relationships because you are expecting your friends to be good, Marwena, you are bringing toxicity here. We are sheba. Negative all the time. When the young kids are permanent, but you are saying you are building, building healthy relationships. There are godly connections, but there are also ungodly connections. So relationships that are good, if they are godly, let me put it this way. Relationships are meant or they are supposed to be good, to benefit us. But if they are godly, if we are going to build them in a godly way. Therefore, it means we must make sure that we are not in ungodly relationships that are going to destroy our souls. Unkulunkulu Bazalwane saved our souls redeemed our souls. The Bible says the salvation of our souls is costly. The redemption of our souls is costly. 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 Let us not make a mistake that after God redeemed our souls from Satan, from any negative thing, Tina, then we re-expose them to evil by connecting to wrong people ungodly people, wicked people that God said we must not connect with. We don't care. We just enter in. Hey, I know. Hey, I know. Next week, you'll spend the weekend night. Oh, you just met this person. You don't know where they come from, what they've gone through in life. Sometimes we have got to proceed with caution. The Bible gives us a balance, of course. And I'm, I'm going to be faster so that I can get off this stage. It's hot. Listen, sometimes God gives us a balance. He knows that there are people who are going to meet at work who are not saved, who are not believers, and you are going to develop some form of connection with them, some form of friendship with them. And we, we need to learn how to draw the line and maintain and keep it and keep that relationship a work relationship. Neighbors alone. But then the Bible teaches us about then 
Laba bakona la inkosini. Abati basindi siyo. Bati mkuba. God wants us against such people. Yes, you will meet a colleague at work. Of course they are not Christians. They will live a different kind of a lifestyle. It's not for you to judge. But the Bible says those abala parat. You must, you need to judge and make sure that you relate with them carefully. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 9. Paul says, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet, I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world. Because Macron, they are there, aren't it? Or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. Chances are your colleague but they are your colleague and you are going to have a, a relationship with them. But we need to know where to draw the line because then it means that relationship must remain there. It must remain a work relationship. It can't be a covenant connection. You can't have a... <laughs> okay. If you are a Jonathan, you can't have a David like that. Verse 11 then says, But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother. In other words, another Christian brother, another Christian sister, who is sexually immoral, or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. Paul says, for what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Then he says, do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. So in other words, the Bible regards um, as more dangerous in terms of influencing you. Because they will confuse you. You will never know. Uguti. How do I relate with this person? Because we are supposed to be talking about Israel. We are supposed to be talking about church. We are supposed to be talking about all of the good things that we are supposed to do as Christians. But unfortunately, because of the way they live, we find ourselves... <laughs> Take note of this. There are people, maybe let me put it this way, there are Christians who are on a rampage of destroying their own souls. But they don't want to do it alone. They want to take us along. They want to invite us into it. With my soul. I'm going to do whatever it is that God says, I don't care whether my soul gets damaged. And here you are. You find yourself having connected with this person in a manner that is way too deep that you are not even realizing that at this point I cannot connect with you at this level. If you want to destroy your own soul, go ahead and do it and leave me out of it. And may God grant us that wisdom and grace that when you realize that no matter how much your friend was your friend and they are your brother from another mother, a church in Konza Nonke, when it's time to redefine that relationship, may God grant us the boldness to redefine it and say, Strobosam, 
as much as I love you, as much as I would have done everything for you, but at this moment, I feel like you've made certain decisions and when you get affected by them, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be collateral damage. But I've done it even in my own personal life where I, I've developed certain relationships with certain people, but when I saw even ministry relationship for that matter, but when I realized that, no, 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 it seems as if we no longer have the same values. Our doctrine no longer seems to flow along. It's in serious conflict. As a matter of fact, it is interfering with things that I regard as the core doctrines of my faith. And therefore, I choose to go the other way. Just like how when there was conflict between Abraham and Lot, they had to decide. Go your way. I'm not saying you are bad. I'm just saying, Asisavumilani. Can two walk together? So, manje, we are no longer in agreement. What does that mean? We can no longer walk together. Tina Bazolani, we become more nicer than God. Where God says, kill that relationship and walk away. We want to stay because we want to prove a point to God. Who knows better than us? That that is no longer good for you. It's going to damage your name. It's going to damage your soul. It is going to shift your focus away from the glorious destiny that I have appointed for you. And you will lose it. What do we do? I know. No, God is serious. He's the one who says, do not even eat with such people. That's what the Bible says. In other words, we can meet a church. Everybody is welcome. Amen. But I cannot afford to spend time with you because I am not sure if you will not influence me in a manner that will compromise me, my relationship with God, and my destiny for that matter. May we learn, Bazalwane, to be bold and say to ourselves, if a person has decided for themselves, let me make this example. Proverbs 6, for an example, says, a person who commits idolatry, <laughs> number one, it says it's foolish. Number two, it's a foolish thing to do. Number two, it says they are destroying their own soul. So in other words, a person who continues to do that, they are distracting their soul. They've decided. Right? So in other words, now I am saying because deep connections are soul to soul, now it means you are putting my soul in jeopardy if I'm your friend. Because you are busy destroying your soul. And if I keep company with you, land or ends are going to affect me. Because your philosophies will change. You will no longer believe the way that I believe. Zonke Zindomina, that I cherish and I value, you are going to expose me to conversations that will abort my destiny. You are, yeah, look. Look, Barcelona. When a person changes, when a Christian changes, when a Christian changes, when cons are nonke, manke to Shumail and Chumailo, any Shumail and Shai, man poom, I your hammer and you put the coffee, you're going to drink coffee, and you're like, wow, the word was today. I'm so challenged. I need to change. So, unfortunately, now your friend changes. They are on a rampage to destroy their soul. They don't, they no longer care, right? When this message moved you, you were like, ish. I want to change and whatever. And then you, you go after church, you sit, you talk. Hey, the word today was. And your friend who no longer cares about their soul. Ha! 
these things this guy is what not now you will end up participating in conversations that will compromise your soul now because your friend will expect you to be his ally and now because you don't want to disappoint them by disagreeing with them you want to somehow yeah no yeah no 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 let your no be your no the bible says let your yes be yes and let your no be no when you that's why i love ephesians 4 ephesians 4 ephesians 5 i think it is it speaks about moral courage moral courage is when you are courageous enough to tell somebody if you don't agree with them with the moral principle they they, they uphold in their life to say go nanya Yakanda you you are the best person that has ever happened you help me even when i am down and out but at this point i disagree with you if you have your own reservations or pastor tulane sonduen it has got nothing to do with me mina i learn a lot from this man and when I, if you have your a different experience please keep it to yourself and allow me to continue to connect with him in a manner that benefits me because it problem here too we find ourselves hating people hating the churches not because and like i said the other time the unfortunate part is that the people who influence us they stay and they influence you to leave sometimes be bold and tell them if you are this unhappy my friend i'm advising you to go because manje yimek faneleng lo ngdila nale toxicity yakho and me now i saw everything when i walked in the church i was blessed the word blessed me so minangenapi in your experience that i don't know where does it come from because sometimes we come with our own issues listen i always tell people every church is perfect until you join you join it every every church has a potential of being affected by the condition of your soul Let me read the scripture. Oh, it's hot here. <laughs> In fact, the temperature changes when I come here. Jeez. Ephesians 5 from verse number 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even let it not even be named among you. I don't know what nayenza. Let it not even be named among you. As is as is fitting for saints. In this fanelele njengamakhono neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting which are not fitting coarse jesting bazalane is joking in a manner that we are too gamara we are joking he is being sarcastic sarcastic but in a joking manner ufuno haitak serious ukuthi enanda lo mfundisi wenyana wenu hey mara mara yena uqotshiwe mara hayi naye We are confused and now Kantumuntu <laughs> is busy inviting you into their rampage of destroying their own soul my brother my sister if you are tired of believing in Jesus Christ leave me alone to continue believing in Jesus Christ and his church then it says Verse number 5 for this 
you know that no fornicator, unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, it says. For you were once, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Verse 12. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Because you end up having to talk about those things they do in secret. Because you are exposed to them. Because they are your friend. Now you know. They told you that yesterday, hey Mina, yesterday this is what I did. I went, I was partying or I was out, I was doing this. And then you'll end up having to talk about such things. And the Bible says it is even shameful to be talking about these things. In other words, God says, I have separated you from darkness. You have no business. Waba out of touch. Waba so much absorbed in the church to a point that when you went back and one day you met this person you, you haven't seen in a long time and then they tell you all these crazy things that have been happening and you are like, what? Because God wants to create a world for us where we are going to know each other according to Christ and be foolish when it comes to the things of this world, be ignorant and not know what's going on in people's business but sometimes we end up knowing so much and to a point of the heaviness of our souls. Are we here, Barcelona? Let me advise people. Do not connect your soul to someone, number one, you are not intending to marry. Or do not connect your soul with someone you are not sure if they are going to marry you. Number two, do not connect your soul with that of a person you do not know what and how much is in their soul and if you can be able to handle it. Do they want to connect with your soul? Share. Where do you come from? Where did you grow up? The kinds of traumas they've gone through so that you can see how much is in their soul? Did they forgive the people that they fought? You cannot afford to walk around with a person who is holding a grudge of something that happened in 1985. Because that person is still angry. And one day, they are going to lash out that anger on you. Because that person is no longer there. There are people who are carrying hurt, unforgiveness, against people who died a long time ago and they are waiting for a moment to unleash that anger so sometimes you need to challenge your friend if they tell you don't just say hey, yeah, no, nyabuzo, my friend. just tell them my friend it's also important for this relationship for you to forgive that person because if you are walking around with such unforgiveness too I am afraid that if I can do anything to you you will also not forgive me. Or you might take out that anger on me. 
So we can't continue like this. Please, my friend, forgive. If you are not willing, then unfortunately we can't relate at this level. Nguzo lima zawe na ngalini la ungalogo te ya no uchablelo kutu kuatelo mzalo washon. No. Amen. I will not forgive. I will never forgive this. Listen, no matter how much you can be hurt, if you are saying I will never forgive so and so, guess who is affected? You are. Probably that person they have moved on with their life. They are prospering wherever they are. Get over it. Forgive for the sake of your soul and for the sake of the relationships that you are busy building in your life. Are we here, Bazalon? This is how as I close. This is how David connected with Jonathan. Jonathan the Bible says their souls connected. They entered into a covenant. After entering into a covenant, the Bible says then Jonathan comes and says he takes off his robe of honor. Remember he was royalty. He comes from a royal family. He takes it off. He gives it to David. What is he saying? I'm not going to relate with you on the basis of my position. As much as I'm royalty, I'm great, but I choose to take it off for your sake. So that you don't have to look at this relationship as that of royalty and a subject. You are building genuine relationships when your friends are not going to pressurize you. to brief to befriend the CEO that they are and expect you to treat them like a CEO listen Mr CEO you are my friend when you it's like even in marriage you can be a director and your husband is a supervisor when you walk in through those doors the directorship must stay there at work when you are here you are a wife or you are a husband finish take off the rope take off the rope take off the covenant re- relationship or connection requires you to take off the rope number 2 it says then he took off the armor the armor is 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 to protect yourself from being attacked he was saying when it comes to this relationship you are safe i don't have to protect myself from you that's how much i trust you remember he's a royal guy He has the capacity to call the army to deal with you should you try anything but he chooses to be naked to be weak he says I'm taking it off to show you that I am willing to be vulnerable next to you and three he gives him his weapons he says even you you don't have to feel unsafe around me because I will never use these weapons to attack you That's why I am taking them off I'm giving them to you if anything I will use them to protect you That's how that that's how deep that relationship is in other words he was giving him even things that he can use because those were his weapons he was giving him things that he can use to attack him if he wants to but he says I'm choosing to show you how deep this relationship is I'm choosing to give you all of this that's how much I trust you man deep relationship may we become such friends Amen. but here's what i like years later 
Jonathan passes away. We all know what happened in the house of Saul. It was chaotic. Things did not end well for them. But because there was a covenant connection, at that point, when they made that co- uh, 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 covenant, Saul was king. David was not. But at the end, things changed. The Lord changed But because of the wisdom of Jonathan, the grace that God granted Jonathan, he chooses to enter into a covenant with a strategic person. David, who is one day going to become a king, and things were no longer good in the house of Saul. But because of the covenant, David comes and he says, is there anyone in the house of Saul whom I can show kindness? Take note. He says, for the sake of Jonathan, remember Basalwane, Saul was mean towards David. Saul wanted to kill David. As a matter of fact, David had every right to kill everyone in the house. But he says, for the sake of Jonathan, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can show kindness? May God help us, Bazalwane, to build the kind of relationships, to enter into covenant connections that will not only benefit us, but they will benefit our children. They will benefit our families. They will benefit generations after us. Is there anyone in the house of Saul and at that point there was a young boy called Mephibosheth who was crippled not because he was born like that but because he had an accident this happens to be Jonathan's son who is no longer there and they say there is this last one who is crippled and he was so afraid but David says do not be afraid I'm going to be kind to you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to make sure that your life is not going to become miserable. The enemy planned to sweep and get finished with your life because of what maybe your grandfather did. But I am here to stand in the gap. I am here to make sure. Pastor let me pray and say to you, may God grant you the kind of relationships that even when you are no longer alive, there will be people who are going to stand in the gap and say, not in this family not in this bloodline your father was good to us your mother was good to us your father honored the relationship that we had with them because as you betray people you are not only betraying them for you but you are betraying them for your children one day there are things that your children will suffer not because they did them but simply because you chose to live your life in a certain way you broke relationships the relationships you became disloyal you 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 are stabbing people at the back you are busy destroying other families but when you choose to behave wisely when you choose when you choose to become a loyal friend when you choose to become that kind of a friend who is going to be supportive that kind of a friend who is going to build others one day he says for the sake of Jonathan for the sake I know what Saul did to me but for the sake of Jonathan is there anyone that I can and at that point I mean if a king can walk into this place and say, is there anyone that can show kindness? 
I'm sure all of us were, and, and I can imagine that day, Mabam land because probably Bemamtrina somewhere at the back of the room because he was crippled to say there's nothing we can do much for him. I can imagine when David calls for him to say wherever he is, whatever condition he's in, bring him out. I want to show him kindness. I can imagine the people running, the servants running, picking him up to say, hey, 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 the king is looking for you. Hey, 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 the king is looking for for you and the king says don't be afraid I'm going to be good to you I'm going to be kind to you what relationship are you building today that tomorrow can look like that for you or are you busy building cheap relationships gossip relationships backstabbing relationships ungodly relationships disloyal relationships relationships that are full of pettiness, politics unhealthy connections, relationships that are not even good for your walk with God, can somebody one day stand and say not that man and if not that man, not his children not his family, not anything that is linked to him at the moment do you have a relationship that you can identify not only for your benefit a kind of relationship that you are saying to yourself now one day you will say I was Shabang was good to me maybe even yena but isn't and probably there's nothing much i can do for ushabango but i can ask shabang ukuthi upu karabo la khona marunjani and i will make sure that karabo will will get through in life she will go to school she will do why because of this relationship because of this relationship because of this relationship. Do you remember when God showed up and asked Solomon, what can I do for you? It was not because of what Solomon did. It was because of David. Said for the sake of your father, because I promised him that no one will be removed from his throne. I entered into a covenant with your father, Solomon. What can I do for you? And Solomon said, give me wisdom. Said you've asked the right thing. Not only will I give you wisdom, I'll give you wealth. Uh, you are not going to lack. There's no king that is going to be like you in this whole world. Even after you for that matter. What kind of a covenant connection are you establishing today? That tomorrow it is going to deliver you from a situation that you cannot deliver yourself from. Or are you busy with cheap relationships? where you don't even care about what kind of damage are you doing to someone else's soul what kind of damage are you doing even in your own soul for that matter are you being careless to a point of not caring we are we are mosh listen sometimes you will look like you have won sometimes you will look like you have won Sometimes you will look like you have won. But you don't know how much you would have missed. Two, you don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. 20 years from now. Lempilo, yinde. For you to think you can rest and think you have won. 
In other words, God was sitting looking at the blunders of Saul and saying, Jonathan, do the right thing. Do the right thing. And Jonathan connected with David in a meaningful manner. When he had the power to boast, to, to, to treat him otherwise as this young boy who just came from nowhere, and he did not feel threatened. Instead, he loved him as his own soul. And he said, you don't have to be worried. Yes, but you don't have to be worried. For as long as I am alive, you are going to be safe. And he proved it, by the way. If you study that whole story, there were moments where Jonathan protected David from his own father. From his own father. From his own father. As Jelo Uguti, I'm not going to mess up this covenant because it is of God. And I'm not going to entertain the carnal intentions of my father. I'm distancing myself. You are going to lay a disconnection from the influence of the family for the sake of the God-ordained covenant. He said, I am disconnecting from this one and I am connecting. It was as if Jonathan Naye knew Uguti one day, Dilo Dito Changer. And he said, I'm not going to be influenced by the decisions and the actions of my father. He's unhappy with David. I have nothing against David. And for, for, for that matter, Saul was upset, not because of what David did, but simply because of what the people were singing. David killed uh, 10,000 when Saul king, and David did nothing. And that's from that day, Saul was bitter, he wanted to kill David. But Jonathan did not associate himself with that. He said, I'm going to... Listen, Bazalan. Don't allow people to Bluetooth you. To hotspot you. understand But they did not do that to me. Please allow me to enjoy my membership at church. Please allow me to enjoy my friendship with so-and-so. Please allow me to... And I don't know what Nibangani when I'm here because sometimes we take a speech. So muntu ongazu dikbangwan kanti ugunole enumpefumloaki. Because listen, people don't have to ask for permission to hate you. People will just hate you for the. I mean, u uchu das magazaza tengi se uches uches begenzin anguzenge begenzin uches nothing. But the Bible says Satan entered his heart. So there are people whose heart has been penetrated by Satan and they will wake up and decide you are no longer this good guy that you have always been Shem. I have lots of love around me I have people who love me who honor me who appreciate me your hate. In fact, there is someone who hates me more than you. Who is the devil himself. And I live with his hatred. I am very much alive with his hatred. So, Kabangutu wana in zondo yako et downgraded. Is on affect. Oh. Oh. 
listen listen my friend I, I, your, your hate compared to the one who hates me more than you your hate is not even one percent I know the devil who hates me with passion who's been trying to kill me ever since I existed where now you have not even attempted anything for that man you are just gossiping you are just talking you are just talking keep on talking I will keep on building keep on talking I will keep on leading keep on talking I will keep on pursuing my calling and assignment hey, what are you talking about me after I preach here I go to my friends who love me after seeing my friends I'm going home to my wife who loves me my children who love me I don't have time to think to think about your hatred I don't have to do anything to you to hate me for that matter you, you hate me because of my existence. Let's stand on our feet, Bazana. Let's stand on our feet. Amen. Is there anyone in a house of Jacob? Is there anyone in a house of so and so that I can show kindness? May that be your story. May that be your story one day that there will be somebody who will locate you and say, is there anyone? And I pray that even today, if there's anyone that your parents, your family has ever been good to and they benefited, may they never forget you. May, they, may the Lord remind them. May God remind them. Like how God reminded that prison keeper who forgot about Joseph. What I call now, what What May God orchestrate situations and circumstances so that whatsoever happened in the past and either you or your family show, showed kindness towards somebody, may you be remembered in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. First of all, I pray, Father, that you may bring healing to our souls. Whatever pain and hurt of the past that we are still carrying, still harboring in our hearts, which is busy destroying our souls, destroying our relationships, I pray right now that you may set us free. I pray right now that you may heal us I pray right now, Father, that you may deliver us in the name of Jesus Christ. May our souls be healthy for the sake of our friends, for the sake of our relationships. May we not walk around with anger, bitterness, jealousy, pride. Set us free, Father, for the sake of the relationships we are building. Father, we thank you that is from today. We are going to build healthy and godly relationships that will bring change in our lives. Father, we thank you that not anymore will we be those who are destroying relationships, but we will be those who are building these relationships, who are establishing good and healthy relationships in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you that, oh Father, we will take off robes for the sake of our friends. We will take off our armor for the sake of friends. We will lay down the weapons and not attack, attack anyone we have said we love. Father, we give you praise. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. As from today, we shall behave wisely. 
in places where you send us. In the name of Jesus Christ, O God. Father, we thank you. We honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.